I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. Pinhole cameras are the simplest cameras you can possibly make, and you can make them out of just about anything. When I was at art school studying photography, everyone was required to make a pinhole camera at some point during our career. But the physics behind a pinhole camera has been eluding me. So today, I've invited Dr. Rebecca Tileman back to the podcast to talk about pinhole cameras and how they work. Dr. Tileman has a PhD in optics from the University of Arizona and is currently at the University of California, San Diego. Hey, Doc, thanks for joining me today. I brought you back so that we can talk about pinhole cameras. I've made pinhole cameras before, especially when I was in college but I really have no idea how they work. You have this tiny little hole and a box where your film sits, and magically there's an image on the other side, but there's no glass. How does that work? Well, it's magic. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, smart ass. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, so how does it work? When you're taking a picture of an object, the idea is you get light scattered off of that object onto your film, right? The idea is it needs to be illuminated to see much of anything. So what a pinhole camera does is that in normal natural circumstances, light is scattered from everywhere. The sky, this road, the person next to you, things like that. And you don't want that light entering your image. So a way of doing that is removing light from surrounding sources other than the object you want to take a picture of. And the simplest way to do that is with a pinhole. And that pinhole removes light from scattering sources. Okay, so I just had the light bulb moment because I've been thinking about this for 20 years and I couldn't figure out how this works, but you just said it and I, I just figured it out. I saw a YouTube video where a guy made a pinhole camera out of his office. On one side of the office was wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling windows, and he blacked out all of the windows except for a small hole. On the wall opposite the windows, you could see an image of the parking lot. And I couldn't figure out how that worked because without the windows blacked out, it's just a white wall. We don't see the cars in the parking lot projected onto that wall. And I just figured out that that's because it's a depth of field issue. Light is scattering everywhere. And that's why we don't have a sharp image on the wall by blacking it all out and reducing, essentially reducing our aperture to that little hole we can now see a projection of the cars in the parking lot. Am I right? You are right. Finally, after 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you remove light from surrounding sources, which are scattered from anything other than what you want to see, you can actually get an image through a tiny hole. So essentially, our eyeballs, everything, we're always looking at a reflection off of surfaces unless you're looking at the light source itself right? We see the cars in the parking lot with our eyes because light is reflecting off of the cars and therefore it's reflecting onto the wall. But because it's so scattered, our eyes have basically unscattered that light. That's why we see sharp. But that wall and the windows uncovered is scattering the light so much that we don't see an image of the parking lot. Correct. So the idea is light going through the pinhole, though dim, right? Less light you can still get an image of what's behind it, what enters from the parking lot, so to speak, through the pinhole. 
So why make a camel with glass? Well, the deal is, is that, again, it's a illumination game, right? The idea is that you may see the parking lot through a tiny pinhole, but it will be quite dim. I mean, it takes a lot of light in order to create an image. When you have glass, what that does is collects the scattered light in a predictable manner to create the image. So instead of sitting around for maybe a day to get a picture, you can get it down in a second or less. But we know that glass causes problems too, because anytime light comes through glass, remind me what, what kind of problems we have, uh, chromatic aberrations and what else? Uh, you get spherical aberration, focus issues, and things like that. So like now the modern cameras allow you to use uh, programs to take out some of those things. But anytime you have light that passes through glass, it causes some problems with the images you have. So glass can smear things up a bit. Whereas a pinhole camera has none of that. So it doesn't have spherical aberration. It doesn't have focus problems. And it doesn't have chromatic aberration, which smears the colors on boundaries. It is probably the sharpest image you can get. Okay, so with lenses, I can get a zoom lens and I can make objects seem closer to me and further away from me. How do I control that with a pinhole camera? Uh, okay, this is also another snarky bit. You have to move the pinhole closer to the object <laughs> you want to image. <laughs> and then you move it farther away. <laughs> so your focus is your feet. <laughs> So does it matter how far the hole is from the sensor or the film surface? Yes, it does. The size of the image on the sensor or film is directly related to the distance it is from the pinhole. The closer it is to the pinhole, it's smaller. The bigger distance, the bigger the image. But also, as you move the sensor away from the pinhole, does that scatter the light more? No. The pinhole just removes light from surrounding sources. So the image might be dimmer because light is spread across a bigger area, but it does not affect anything else but that. So I heard that when we got pictures back from Pluto several years ago, those images were produced using a pinhole camera. Do you know anything about that? Actually, that was kind of cool. I thought that was a brilliant design by the people at NASA and JPL. Pinhole camera, how simple can you get? So there's no distortions, no smearing, no anything like that. And as it did its flyby Pluto, it collected light through a pinhole camera and was able to take these brilliant pictures of it. Okay, so I assume that what happened with the NASA probe is that they probably just built a metal box with the fixed length between the hole in the front and the sensor behind. And that thing can get hit by an asteroid and you're not going to change the focus, shall we say, of the image, right? Correct. It's a very, very simple system, a hole and a detector array. Yeah. Okay. So an, another problem with lenses is that if you drop your lens and they're misaligned, there goes your image. Yep. There's no lenses. It's just the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Pluto flyby was just fantastic work by NASA and JPL. But what a lot of people don't really notice is that they carry pinhole cameras around with them every day. Really? Yep. And if you look at your camera phone, those are pinhole cameras. But there's a piece of glass in there. I know, because I shattered one the other day. Okay. <laughs> well, the piece of glass doesn't really, like the cover doesn't cause a problem. And there is a tiny little lens to help capture more light. But they're all pinhole cameras. Very, very simple. 
will produce very sharp images. And with the detectors, however, they are nowadays sensitive to the light that they collect, you can get some pretty brilliant pictures. So essentially the glass, even though it's got chromatic aberrations and spherical aberrations, et cetera, the point of the glass is to basically focus more light into our sensors so that we don't have such long exposure times. That's pretty much it. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining me and explaining pinhole cameras. I'll give you another call maybe in a couple of months when I have more of these questions. Thanks, Sim, for having me on. I really enjoy these chats.